Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You may be watching us there. Click like and subscribe. Also check out all of our Dolphins content, including Finns Nation, every single morning at 5 a.m. with Lewis Sun. I'm not going to give away the secret of whether he actually gets up that early. Also check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our fantasy and gambling partners for fantasy, check out Prize Picks. Use the code 5 FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. NBA is going on. NHL is going on. MLB just started. I actually won on MLB on opening day. Who knows? If you use the code 5 FIVE, get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Play two, three, four, five, six players together from different teams, different sports. Mix and match them. Play flex play, power play. Prize picks is where you want to go. Use that code five, get that initial deposit matched up to 100. And check out our gambling partner, Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. You can enter the code there, 5RSN. This is peer to peer legalized sports gambling. It's legal in 44 states. Those other apps cannot say that. You're betting against peers there. You're not betting against uh, the bookie, him, him or herself. And so you will actually get paid and you can find the line you want. So go to betteredge.com. This is, again, a stock exchange. It's social sports betting. BetterEdge.com, use the code 5RSN, prize picks, use the code 5FIVE. And now today's episode. Down the Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here on Five on the Floor. You can find me at Ethan J. Skolnick in the Five Reasons Sports. Here's today's floor plan. i got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We are going to put the analysis aside a little bit in terms of the on-court product tonight because we know a lot of you don't want to hear it. Uh, we're simply going to get into the emotion of this season as, you know, three people who've basically been covering this team, Alex and I in person at the arena, Greg has been obviously manning a lot of the podcasts and playback and along with Brady, who's not here tonight, but he's been going through a lot of the same stuff. We've seen kind of Brady, Brady, by the way, it it does tell you like what this season has done to people because Brady is like the most positive you know, kind of person, just sort of so happy to be here, this whole experience and everything. And he's beaten down at this point. Like I, like the Deadman minutes, just like the Deadman minutes started it, right? Like he just couldn't take Brady's it anymore. Aging. He's, he's aging between before our eyes. Like he started with us at 16 and a half. He's actually 19 now, but he's going on 49 because because it, it, the, de- the Deadman minutes, uh, now it's the Kevin Love minutes and the, the shot selection, the Victor Oladipo open threes. He's he's losing it before our eyes. Um, I'm going to read a couple of tweets here that I put out over the last 24 hours, and then we're just going to react to this stuff based on some of the reactions we got because I thought the reactions were interesting. I did not realize we were such a cathartic experience for some people, but also uh, we are people that you are a lot of you are trying to avoid because you just simply don't want to hear about this team anymore right now. So here's a couple of tweets that I put out today. We're getting a lot of this was actually this morning, 925 a.m. We're getting a lot of we enjoy the podcast, but aren't listening lately because we don't want to hear about this team anymore. 
I said, we understand and promise we will pivot as soon as they're eliminated. I'm not giving you guys the benefit of hope trafficking here. Until they are, we will analyze what's happening on the floor uh, or happening or not happening on the floor. Uh, and then there was another one I put out today that, or maybe it was last night, that a lot of people reacted to. And I'm scrolling down uh, to find it, but essentially it was another kind of throw up my hands uh, type tweet. I'm not going to curse during this, although I know a lot of you want me to. Um, but I'm going back to last night. God, there was so much trash last night that I tweeted that I'll have to get to it. But so as we as we're going to the second one, um, oh, here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, honestly, I just want someone on this Heat team to show they give a damn about saving this season, even if it's likely capped at the first round. At least try. There's no fight. So there was a lot of reaction to that one as well uh, over over the last 24 hours. And then this one, uh, then just suggestions on the floor, but we've talked about this stuff. Our group has been saying this for a month, but it's past time now. Go all in on fixing the Heat defense. It's too late to help this offense. And then some suggestions there. Um, and then <laughs> this comes in for Brady. Again, this is where Brady has just lost it. Only five games left. And I know many will say it's pointless, but I don't want to see this Heat starting lineup again. This season, you can't shift your entire defensive scheme for somebody that's not providing the one single thing you thought you were getting. Uh, he also tweeted last night, Kevin Love and Victor Oladipo 0 for 8 from 3 and 0 for 8 from the field tonight so far. They just can't keep taking shot after shot like this. It's deflating. I felt like Brady was taking shots during this, although I know he doesn't drink. Uh, and is not legally allowed to drink. Uh, but he was basically going through it last night. And then this one, for me last night, the people reacting to this is about 24 hours ago. Heat lose in New York. They just aren't good enough and don't care enough. I'm good with getting to the summer at this point, and it seems like they are too. That one got 784 likes, 98 retweets, 27 quote tweets. And the reactions are what you would expect. Uh, desire to win ain't there anymore. Total revamp required in the summer. This one comes in from Nino. That was from... Uh, Steven Smith. This one comes in from Nino's eight. Pretty much. I don't know what's the point of a playoff if they're not going to be in contention for anything. Um, others, you know, wondering that you know, whether Jimmy's going to want out others telling me they said this months ago that we get a lot of that. Um, <laughs> this one says this one comes in from Tyler L three forty nine. I understand and no longer blame them. Just hope it's not another sweet sleep sweep. Another one. This comes in from Lupo man. I agree, but I'm pissed. They're wasting Jimmy Butler. Um, I mean, this is just, Fun season. See you in October from our friend Charles Millian, who's a follower of the podcast here. I, I mean, it's just, and then they like their team. They like their team. Let's run it back. They like their team. Been checked out. Don't doubt they even make the offs. I mean, this is the kind of comments we're getting. And then again, on the other ones about, you know, the podcast and how we appreciate those who are still listening. We actually had some people who said they're downloading the podcast just so we get paid, but they won't actually listen. Very kind. Which is very nice. That's the hero we need around here. Not not, not with two R's, with one. Um, Greg, I mean, like, this is where we're at, right? Like, nobody's having any fun. Nobody's no. having fun. The fans, and, fun. the fans aren't having fun. We're not having fun. You know the other thing that, that fans are saying? Uh, they want the front office to acknowledge what is happening like remember when when pat came out and said you want you want to get something to trend i'm pissed mm -hmm. like they want riley to say something that kind of um i i think the fact that he hasn't spoke all year it, the more that i've thought about that the more that that sits with me in, in a weird way but you just look at this team and we talk about the frustrating 
emotions that everybody is showing. And we're getting a lot of it because we're obviously talking about this team all the time. But truthfully for me, like the frustration started back in the summer. And I don't know what's worse. It's like, whether it's the fact that they made no moves and the other teams around them did make moves. And we were constantly talking about the fact that that was a risk or if it's more of the fact that this team lost its identity and I'm not used to seeing heat teams lose their identity. How many teams do we see like, like that you say are soft. This is one of those kind of heat teams. Everything PJ Tucker embodies as a player is what they're missing. And I'm not saying they should have retained PJ Tucker. I'm just saying that like that grit it's gone. And when you're one game from the finals, that's when you fortify a team. You don't stand pat. And I think that that's where everybody's frustration started. So now when you're all the way to the end of the season, Ethan, like people are just at wit's end. I mean, they're literally, their heads are about to explode. You mentioned the off season and look, we were all frustrated by that, but I think we recognize the reasons for that, right? We understood. And we talked about this many times that even though some like to just play, you know, transaction games, like they're, you know, you know, on 2k. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, and making, you know, my player and all the rest of this stuff that they, they're and Alex, by the way, in the background, very nice background. There's not very sunny. Um, <laughs> I, I I think we understood, like we understood, like they didn't really have the pieces for Donovan Mitchell because Utah wanted Bam and you were dealing with Danny Ainge and Kevin Durant wasn't ready to really get traded at that point, right? Like yeah. we got all that. And we understood kind of the whole Martin, you know, signing Martin and so PJ and that wasn't going to, you couldn't sign both if they both wanted their money. Like, I think we got all that. So that's like somewhat explainable. But doesn't okay. it seem arrogant and dismissive that the other teams around them in the East all did things to get better and they did nothing to improve? Well, I, like they I, literally I, did not do, make a transaction. Like no, I, in the I, ledger, I, there was I, no I, transaction. I understand that. But I think, again, I think we understood some of the reasons behind that. Totally. It's not like Milwaukee made major changes this offseason. Boston added Brogdon. Um, obviously, that was a very, very smart trade. We said it at the time. Philadelphia, I mean, they added PJ. I mean, I, you know, and PJ has not been great for them. So, I mean, I, I, but so I think Alex, what to me is more unforgivable and more frustrating is what Greg is talking about that's happened since the season started. It, it, the front office plays into this, but this team doesn't fight. I just keep saying this. Like, they don't, they don't have any, there's no grit, like that word. Like, they've got no grit and no guts. Like, they don't, like, yeah, okay. So, we're supposed to believe they have grit and guts because they can come back against the worst teams in the league and take it to clutch time and pull out those games. Like that is so when Spolcher says, you know, you're getting your money's worth and everybody's like, you're beating a team that went to the lottery or is, wants to go to the lottery. They literally are trying to go to the lottery. Like that game against Detroit, like Detroit packed it in intentionally. They, they want, okay. Like I'm not going to celebrate that as grit and guts that you can come back against a team like that. Like, I want to see this team respond when the Nets punch them in the face and they're down 31 to six, you know, they, and there's a 31 to six run. Like somebody steps up and stops that. They don't do that. This team doesn't do that. Like they don't, there's no physicality. They don't, you're not bruised after you play the heat. You're just not like you did. They, they're not doing anything to impose their will. That's what's frustrating to me is that this team's identity 
whether it was, it was supposed to be defense, first thing, even though we said they were going to lean into offense and all they did was lean off a cliff. I mean, they're last in the league. But it's that their, their, their identity was they were going to play hard. They were going to make you work for things. They don't. That's my frustration. I mean, I'm kind of in the same place with you. Like, I just feel like they're a team that, you know, we've seen forever is all about, you know, they pride themselves on their effort and, you know, their grid and their hustle and all these things. And that was, like you said, that was their identity this season. They were all defense. It was a little gimmicky, but leaning into their strengths, being able to force turnovers, just being an aggressive team on defense, be disruptive, and all of that, just all their different defensive coverages just really takes up a lot of effort to keep up. Um, possession by possession, game over game, season by season. And I think slowly as the season went on, it got to a point where we thought things were going to come around and get better. And all that happened was everything got worse. And when you talk about, you know, this episode is is the, the theme is the frustration from this season. There's just so many to list. Like whether you talk about the most obvious ones, like the, you know, the entire team, um, other than like Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin and um, Jimmy <laughs> forgetting how to shoot threes for their standards right that's the most obvious one then you go from like a team that was heavily movement reliant to now a team that has kind of gone away from all that some of it intentionally to get bam and tyler going a little bit more but i think in general they've lost their identity offensively that they had when they were more successful and now over these past month or two um they're like they're they're just not who they were defensively so they're they're going through this weird Lack of identity, you know, all these close games, they can't even get to them anymore because they just kind of suck now. Like I said on last night's podcast, and look, the reason I have this background here, I chose a picture. I mean, I'm here live from Cancun, excuse me, because it feels like the team is. Like, they're. I'm done thinking about this team and being frustrated about this team. I, I, it feels like... Is yeah, their wireless like, lagging too? Is that they didn't even get good wireless? Mickey didn't get them the good wireless that they yeah. ended up in Cancun and they can't contact anybody. Yeah, the Wi-Fi here in Cancun is a little off, but yeah, man, like I'm I'm on vacation from this team as a serious contender because it feels like they're on vacation. It feels like they're just like, yeah, whatever, we'll be in the play. And if we win, we're in the playoffs again against a tough team. If we lose, ah, one, two, three, Cancun, and so that's where I'm at. I don't even know that they'd count to three. That's too much work for these guys lately. Look, uh, I'm reading some of these other comments, and we'll get to more of them as we go. But this came under my comment about people saying that they they couldn't basically listen to the podcast anymore, and it's even though we suck, it's not really our fault. Uh, this comes in from uh, Chips Ferguson. Yeah, man, nothing against you all, but the team ain't worth the time. Uh, this one, I still listen to all the podcasts about this team because I'm a masochist with a destructive personality, and we're here for you. Okay. Um, then this one too, you should call out Pat so that she do, he is do his job and make this team better. He ends up benefiting with more listeners. I don't see that you, you pointed this out on Twitter. Great. I mean, we have, haven't we? can't win. I mean, we have, we're not just because we try to look for some nuance here, which is like, you can't just make every trade just because you feel like it and it gets you clicks. Okay. Uh, We're not all of a sudden we're not calling out the organization. I am with you entirely on this, and I'm sure I'll get a stern talking to from Mr. Riley if I bump into him in a hallway. He needs to talk. I'm with you. He needs to talk to the media. I, I, I think that, and I'm not saying me, go have a sit down with Anthony and Ira and Tim Reynolds if he wants. He's got to talk to somebody, okay, because you're right. Or you. 
I mean, those days are long gone. Although I'm sure I'll get a, a, a you know, I'll for get a, us, I'll get a pat on the back and the neck. I, I will. I'll just say this: he he needs to talk to somebody, okay? Because I think what has happened here is that it does seem like they don't care. And I know that's not true, but I know that's not true because of others I talked to inside the organization, and the frustration is palpable. And things that they thought were going to happen have not happened. And they do care. Of course they care. Okay. He's not asleep or any of that, but, and I understand that like, okay, maybe family festival, which was a very nice event. It's for charity and they raised a ton of money. And it's a great thing that he and and Chris Riley, his wife do along with Steve Stowe and others with the organization. And I understand not speaking about basketball there, but he has before. I mean, I've been to many, many family festivals. Okay. They haven't had one since 2019. My last was 2018 where Pat speaks about basketball. I I have the stories that I wrote over the years. And instead we're told no basketball questions today. So, okay. So if you're not going to talk about it then, because it's a charity event, I get that. There should have been a conference call after no moves were made at the trade deadline, or there should have been a conference call after Kevin Love was acquired, or there should have been a place, a forum for, you know, the media to act on behalf of the fans. And instead it's sort of these backroom conversations we're having to figure out how the organization is feeling. I'm trying, I'm not doing their bidding. I just want to make it clear to people to keep my credential. Okay. I've had credentials there for 30 years. Nobody's taking away my credential. Okay. What I'm I hope not, please. Okay. Point is, if not, I'll buy a ticket, but, but the, the access isn't what it used to be anyway. Okay. It's never anybody in the locker room before games. But what I'm saying is that like, it, it, it's not about that. It's that, I try to talk to people in the organization so I understand what it is they're trying to accomplish, what they're frustrated by. It would be better if the man who's in charge spoke. And look, I've been critical of Chris Greer of the Dolphins through the years from kind of hiding from the media. That really doesn't need to hide from anybody. He's getting a statue down here. Absolutely. Um, Right. And so I I just think, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, he hasn't spoken since before the season started. And I just think at this point, I understand why he doesn't want to be pressed and have to say signing Kyle, well, during the season, signing Kyle Lowry to that money was a mistake. We were pressured into doing it. Or he doesn't want to say, I wasn't really the one who wanted Duncan at that number. Like, I understand he's going to be backed into a corner on certain things. But again, he's Pat freaking Riley. Like, he's dealt with worse than this over the course of his career. I've been at press conferences where he's been pressed, okay? on a variety of different things. And I do think it just at this point gives off the notion to fans that they're all asleep when I know that's not true. And so I I would hope that, I mean, it's not going to happen before the end of the season now, but I think Greg, you and I have talked about this. I mean, I would hope (laughs) once the season ends that he's going to lay everything out on what went wrong and what, you know, and all that, because this season is a disaster. I, there's no way around it at this point. It is you go from the number one seed to you're scrapping and clawing to keep the seven or eight. Yeah, and then think about like the one moment to improve was the trade deadline, and then the team just does the deadman move, and then you don't talk afterwards. Like I am, I believe that the exit interview presser, which generally happens like after the season, you know, when they're wrapping and such, that is going to be a fascinating one. I can't wait. I mean, that's what we're looking forward to at this stage. We went from looking forward to off season trades, looking forward to the season starting to looking forward to Denman's contract being eligible for trade to looking forward to the trade deadline to looking forward 
to the buyout deadline where they managed to get a guy who's shooting 11% on open threes. Okay. Uh, and now, and now we're, we're, we're at the stage where we're waiting for, we're waiting for the wrap up interview. Okay. On a day that we know that all of these players, except probably Bam and Tyler are going to split. Okay. Jimmy's not going to talk to the media after the season. Okay. And that we're going to end up in a situation where it's like for Pat to kind of clean up the mess. And that's what we're looking forward to. Like, that's what we should put on pay-per-view. That's what we should, we should, we should put that press conference on playback and let everybody respond to it. That's a hell of an idea. Um, I did miss the cue though. I did miss the cue. When disaster strikes, if you can't have a Pat Riley press conference, you got to reach out to water cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. Oh no, the house is leaking. Look at that. The house is leaking. What's the name of the new arena going to be? It's not even, it's like Kaiser Sose arena. Um, Water cleanup of Florida based in Boca Raton, but they service uh, all the counties down here, Dade, Broward, uh, even some ones you haven't heard of. Michael Robert and his team, they'll take your call any time of day over water cleanup of Florida. They got this new membership program you got to check out. It's preventative maintenance because you know that insurance companies, if you don't prevent it, they're going to try to get out of paying it. So reach out to WCUFL.com and open enrollment in their new membership program. Again, Michael Robert and the team will take care of you. 954-579-0356, 954-579-0356. 954-579-0356, You've got the schmutz. They got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Speaking of a great Pat Riley press conference, um, do want to mention one, one more thing here couple more things one uh we will have playback on the saturday night game which alex brady and i unless i lose my credential 
will be there on Saturday against Dallas. We can watch another team that's imploding. Uh, and also we're going to watch party at tropical distillers in Alapata. It's about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes outside of downtown Miami. Uh, we're going to be at tropical distillers for the Tuesday night game, Detroit against Miami. We'll be there then. So join us. Uh, and I mean, you get two shot, two for one shots prior to tip off. So you may need those if they lose to Detroit. Uh, Kasaya Center. Thank you, Alex. I'm not even sure what that is. It's a 17-year deal or something like that. Um, yeah, it's like the last one. So so here's the thing, okay? I always go to you on this stuff because you're a little bit more of the generation that kind of, you know, more – I know you love the 06 team, but I'm talking about it, – it, it, I consider you to be big three fandom to a certain degree because that's more your generation, okay, than – Greg and I, who are back in the stone ages of, you know, Zoe and Timmy and to a certain extent, you know, Glenn Rice and Steve Smith. I mean, we have said that this fan base is spoiled and they are, but I don't feel like they're acting spoiled right now. Like, I I feel like I have to give them a little bit more credit than that. Like, I, I feel like they're spoiled and not recognizing that it's hard to make the playoffs as consistently as this organization has. You're entitled to a down year, but I don't feel like they're spoiled in the sense of being really disappointed in what's happened this year and mostly just it's just not a pleasant product to watch it's just it's not like they don't they don't compete yeah and that's the thing now and i i I failed to mention that the first time i spoke it's just that's the the biggest thing because like i i I harp on the identity stuff which is already annoying enough as it is but the not competing and you know going from an already inconsistent team to now just inconsistent is is like an overstatement of what they are now because they're on both ends of the floor there's points in the game where it's just obvious like and i keep using the word lethargic and i feel like it's the best one just because that is the energy that they're giving off is easy to see like we've watched forever all these teams all these different iterations of um playoff heat teams are almost always defensive first and are always filled with tryhards and you know and you mentioned the lebron era and the spoiled fans and all that i Truthfully, I started watching during the, the the Shaq era, but still, that's even more to your point, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, you, you we we got the Shaq era and 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 the Shaq and Wade era, just seeing Dwayne in his prime, um, win as a Finals MVP in his third season, play at a damn near Jordan esque level, like everybody loves to say, and just absolutely dominate. And then you go from that, you have a couple of lean years. You know, there was a little bit of pain there, right? Because the, the, the Wade missing the entire season. Mm-hmm. You had a couple of just kind of irrelevant first round outs. You know, it was fun. It was fun to root for Dwayne and, and watch him be in his prime. And even even that, we're, we're, you know, there's still a level of spoiling when it comes to that because even the tough teams to watch, you got to watch this like um, top of the line, top three player, whatever you want to call him. He had two MVP um, caliber seasons in those lean years. So even then it was never that bad. And it's just been superstar after superstar. And now you're in this iteration where you don't have the biggest names in the world, but you've seen this build between Jimmy and Bam and now to a lesser extent, Tyler, go far before, do it a couple of times, even though nobody saw it coming. And now those expectations went up. People, you know, you expect more win now moves and that and just always trying to retool and they didn't do it. They, they tried to go after the big whale and failed. They failed at two of them in the, in the summer. And that rhymed. I didn't even notice, but really like that's that set the tone for the season. And you guys have, have spoken on this better than I could, but it really did. Like they, they went for the big whales, nothing happened. They weren't able to retool even. And yeah, like fans are right to be disappointed with that. 
right? We, we spoke about that. But then this season in itself is disappointing because even if, you know, maybe we were a little silly for thinking they were going to be a little bit better, they should have been a little bit better. Like they, there was definitely right. a few too many games where they blew, not even just counting this last three games uh, losing streak, not even counting this post all-star break, eight and 10 identity of no defense of theirs. Pre all-star break, there was plenty of games they blew. They should be a little bit higher in the standings. Like, yes, that happens to yeah. um, every NBA team. You lose games versus teams you're not supposed to, but they just did it a little bit too many times. And even if they weren't as good as we thought they'd be, everybody's right to be a little bit disappointed. And I, I think it's obvious, just the, the general team energy, all of it, the morale is not there. And it doesn't feel like they're fighting for each other, playing for each other anymore. The, the effort just kind of is, is waning. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this team. Pistons, Spurs, Hornets, Hornets, Magic. I mean, how many do we need to count at this stage? I mean, they just – we talk about the games they blew. They're in position now where literally Julius Randle, the most – you could argue, maybe not the most important player on the Knicks, but one of the two most important players, injures his ankle against them, scores three points, comes out of the game, they lose the game anyway, and now they can't even take advantage of the fact that Randle's going to miss the rest of the regular season. Like, they, they – they, they, I mean, they literally could not – Catch and pass a team that traded Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the same damn season for good role players. They could not pass that team. We're not talking about Boston or Milwaukee or Philadelphia or even green-ass Cleveland, okay? We're talking about the Brooklyn Nets who essentially punted, punted on their entire plan after dealing with all kinds of, of crazy adversity in, early in the season, Durant literally hurts himself against the Heat while finishing an 11-game winning streak, gets traded after that, Kyrie gets traded, Ben Simmons is done for the season and made no damn impact at all this year. The Heat could not pass that team, and not only could they not pass them, they gave up 6,000 points to Mikel Bridges the first time, and the second time, they gave up a 31-6 to run in the third quarter. And that's why when we get tweets like this from RB2659, and I'll close here. <laughs> nice to meet you, RB. Sadly, this is very true, Ethan. This is when I said that we understand people not wanting to listen to us right now. I didn't miss an episode from you or Miami Heat beat last year. Now I don't listen at all. Not because of your work, but because of the stale organization you cover. RB, you don't hear me right now because you're not listening, but we sympathize. Thanks to our sponsors, Water Cleanup of Florida, Prize Picks, use code 5, Better Edge, use code 5RSN. Come drink with us next Tuesday night. I'm not going to drive Brady to drink. I'm not. I'm not going to be responsible it's for really this. really nice spot, by the way. It's a great spot. But if anybody was ready to have a drink, just put Kevin Love out there for 18 minutes and have him shoot eight threes, and Brady's going to be under the table. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.